Own Your Life Tribe, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Real and Unscripted Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Own Your Life LLC, the no BS podcast that brings you hard-hitting results-driven conversations on trending leadership and business topics. We're going. <laughs> All right. Okay. So today we have like right and scene. Right. <laughs> today we are so freaking excited. So we can't even really say it yet, can we, Brads? No. Uh, our marketing VP would have our ass if we happen to mention our new name. So we're still brought to you by Own Your, Own Life, Your Life today. Today, right now, but we do have a new name coming. So sit on your edge of this edge of your seat I, I, and, I, I, and I, I, wait for that. I, 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 I. Yeah, this is real and unscripted. This is what we love to do. So um, I have one of my dear friends, Ryan, and I am, he is, I don't even want to say his last name because I just want to say Frag Out Podcast because it's amazing. <laughs> um, he interviewed me at what feels like a hundred years ago. And I, so Fritz and I wanted to interview him, I think, because he's an inspiration to us because he has, he has single-handedly like interviewed more veterans than I could even dream to get on a radio. Like, it's amazing the track record that Ryan has for bringing on just incredibly amazing, gifted veterans who are willing to open up and just be raw with him. And so, um, so we asked him if he would be open to coming on and, and talking with us because our goal, our big, fat, hairy, audacious goal is to try to interview uh, 65,000 of the veteran-owned businesses here in the state of Wisconsin. And he is one of them. <laughs> Yay! So, hi, Ryan. Hey, I appreciate you, uh, you guys having me on. Uh, this is going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, your interview was probably almost what a year and a half this fall will be two years ago it was october, october of, 19. of 2019 yeah yep yeah. yep that yep. was that was that was awesome that was yeah on my way to go duck hunt at the horicon yeah <laughs> yeah because i and I, i'll never forget that because um i was just opening up my coffee house and i hadn't opened yet and so you came in before anybody else got to see it kind of halfway under construction hashtag and, vip what Hashtag VIP access. Hashtag, yeah, actually, yes. Hashtag VIP access. <laughs> um, but you interviewed me and I'll never forget. I think I was number four. I was number four on your podcast. Yep. You were the first, your original 10. Oh my. Wow. Hashtag VIP is right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Those, yeah, cool. it's kind of cool. Like I, I like, I like going back and looking at who's my original. I forget because I'm at, well, if you, if you count my queue of how many podcasts I have done, I'm well over 80 right now. If you count the stuff I haven't posted yet. So um, you're and at then, 78 as I see it right now, right? Yep, yep, 78 right now posted. Yeah. And then if you count, so I have, I have one, two, three, four. So I have four that I haven't published yet. And then I have another one tomorrow and then Saturday. Oh my gosh. Well, we're um, gonna have a little, we should have a party when you hit 100. Yeah. I, I plan on getting blitzed. So. <laughs> 
Uh, it's gonna like 100 is, you know, honestly, I tell people all the time, like the podcast was not something that, uh, I talk a lot, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm just really good at talking. I've always been good at talking. And this is like people that know my story and stuff like that. It's like, I just been talking my entire life. I think I, I acquired like seven detentions in a, in a matter of like a month in, in sixth grade, uh, for talking so much. Uh, and then I got an in-school suspension, uh, and I talked during that too. Um, and I, I just, I, I found ways just to talk all the time. And, you know, teachers always told me, you know, talking's never going to get you anywhere. And well, jokes on them because right. I found a way to monetize talking. So oh, I love it so much. And I, so I, how I, many push-ups just, did you have to do during boot camp for always talking? So that's actually, uh, you know, believe it or not, I was scared shitless and I didn't actually have to do very many. Uh, oh, yeah. it was a good, it was, it was good. Can I swear? Oh my God. I'm yes, so sorry. You absolutely yeah. can. Okay. It's real and unscripted. Okay. Because I have a podcast coming out that I did with a veterans podcast on the 11th. And I asked if I could swear on there and there's like, yeah, you'll just be the first one that swears. So that's fine. I was like, okay, fucking cool. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much us. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I highly encourage people swearing. It, it, it's, a, it's a de-stressor. Um, but um, where was I? What was I talking? Oh, the podcast. It's just talking and uh, just networking and sharing ideas and thoughts. And But like I said, my first episode was with my mom. I mean, mm-hmm. at my kitchen table. And then you were you were the fourth one, top, the original 10. Um, and uh, Tim, Tim Lesage was number 11. So he doesn't get that, that kudos <laughs> of the original 10. So, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, I, I kind of took over the show. Sorry. No, that's, that's quite you know, all right. That's what we like about I told, doing these. I told Fritz, I'm like, just wait till you meet Ryan. Just wait till you meet him because he's been doing this so much longer than we have for one. So he's like a professional podcaster. And so. Is that even a thing? Is that a thing? It is now because that's what we do. We make shit up all the time. Like yeah. we make up words and and titles. There's the Urban Dictionary and then there's the Fritz and Kim Dictionary. Yeah, so. we do that. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I I you know I just uh, I keep up with current events, which is pretty fucking easy to keep up with because um, it's the same thing every day. Right. Um, right now, mm-hmm. I read a lot. Um, like I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to the veteran community. Um, in the sense of I put a lot of work ethic in reading qualitative and quantitative studies related to employment and education um, and uh, transitioning. I have peer-reviewed articles that I read. I have a stack from grad school in my office that I refer to. So, you know, when, when I talk about veterans transitioning, this isn't, uh, this has never been a fucking hobby for me. This has always been my lifelong passion and the way that I, I guess in the way set myself apart is one, work ethic and to my general fucking knowledge of the community because just because people are veterans doesn't automatically make you quali- qualified to help other veterans that's right. that's not that is not allowed and we need to stop encouraging that in the community in 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 every sense of the imagination it needs to be eradicated um because you know that's like saying oh well you know i'm a i'm a plumber that means i can build a house no no you fucking cannot stop <laughs> Just yeah. stick to your lane. Like we're always told in the military, stay in your lane. But the moment you get out, it's everyone's all over the place and we're not using turn signals and we're, some people are driving the opposite fucking direction. And um, I take my job very seriously. 
I take the community very seriously. Um, and if the podcast fails tomorrow, I will sleep like a baby. Yeah. It really, it really doesn't matter to me. But so when I kind of a rant, you, that was a little bit of a rant, huh? No, that I was, love it. That I love was it. a, and actually that was a was really awesome. good rant because it's a great segue into. We always like to have at least one topic mm-hmm. every podcast, sure. and yeah. that's a great segue to how we have a lack of common language within ecosystems, within families, within businesses, within teams. And when you have that lack of common language, then you have a disconnect. And that's exactly what you were talking about. So way to segue and not even know it. Yeah, I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Well, folks, once you get to my level of podcasting, <laughs> it just comes naturally. Well, folks, oh, <laughs> I love that good. we're both like, nobody's going to see this, you know, but we see each other. Um, we're both wearing flags on, you know, over our hearts. And so that like, that means well, a lot, right? I like to, I like to represent my favorite coffee company, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Well, uh, so no plug, no plug there, right? They, you know what? No, I, yeah, no plug. But you know what? Speaking of coffee companies, yeah. I was talking to our my our mutual good friend Sam Floyd, who owns yes. Operation Coffee down there in Campbellsport. Yeah, uh, I saw he, he's he's killing it too. So, but no, not to not to interrupt. Sorry, you guys put a dime in me. You're gonna have to fucking put up with Look me. At- so this is no. what you get. <laughs> That's fine. No, but you know, without even ever speaking, we're speaking the same language, so to speak. Look at that. Frag out. I'm gonna need a T-shirt, uh, a small. So just. In-, in the works. I know. Fritz is extra tall, so you need that. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm, okay. I'm only one person. Jesus. I know. Criminy. And we're only oh, criminy. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a long time. All right. So, um, yeah, talking about connection, and I have a feeling this podcast might go over over an hour. So, Ryan, if you need to cut us off, Whatever. then you just you just cut us off. Oh, I'll just hang up. Yep. Or we'll call each other. We'll cut each other off. See, we're gonna have. I think you're gonna be like our regular. (laughs) You look around. You're like, "Where's dad? Where's dad? Where's dad? He's done. He just left. He went home." I think Ryan. I'll just do an Irish exit. I'll just do an Irish exit and just and just log out without you guys even telling you guys. (laughs) So I remember meeting you. Oh my gosh! I think I had just started with Salute the Troops. And I was hanging out with Mark Preventure. And if you don't know Mark Preventure, you're absolutely wrong. Um, But we were kind of running in the same circle of helping each other, you know? And I think, like you said before, we were kind of helping each other all going in different directions and trying to figure out how to do this better. And so we really leaned on each other a lot to, to do that. And what I started to recognize, and I'm sure you did too, was that a lot of, there were a lot more veteran owned companies and their whole goal were to help truly lift up and either fund something for veteran care or helping them transition back into civilian life. And so um, I love that you're using a lot of your interviews as ways to show people and show other veterans and to show the just regular layman people. And I don't mean that offensively, of course, but people that have never served in the military of how differently we are, right? Speaking Mm -hmm. the same language in in a certain 
sense, but also how different we are in our approach and how we come back. Mm-hmm. But there's one common language, right? We all want to help people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in the beginning, when you, when you interviewed your mom first, like, why did you interview her first? Was it her she was the closest fucking person to the microphone <laughs> at that point. See, I was expecting a much deeper response than that. No, no, so... uh, well, no, I know, I know. Uh, I just, I, I'm <laughs> gonna, I, I like to semi troll people when they invite me on their shows. So, um, my mom lived with me for a period of time and she was around when she, when I started doing this, uh, you know, I started my company and then I was just like, you know, I'm gonna start a podcast. And she was right there. I was literally sitting in front of my computer, learning how to use the equipment that I bought. Um, and I was, I had this ginormous setup. And it costed me only $300 at the moment to pay to, to get all the equipment, the microphone, the interface, I, everything. So I, I bought it. And then I was just like, and I finally, was, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I can record an episode. And my mom was right there. And I'm like, all right, mom, let's do this. And I hit record. And I was just like, hey, ma, welcome to the podcast. And she's just like, hi, son. And I'm like, just be normal. You know, like, and I, and that, it, it, that's still on the podcast. And, um, she yeah she was there I mean it was a little bit of like she was only at first because of the you know by proxy because you know and but at the same time though it was almost kind of self-righteous in in the essence in in the in the you know because of she's my mom and she knows me for the most part better than most people but there's still a period of my life where she doesn't know about me you know being in the military being overseas and why certain things bother me and why I have a hard time. Like I hug my daughter, but every time I hug my daughter, I think about the 7,000 fucking detainees that I handled in three months. And these were Mujahideen, Taliban, Al Qaeda, uh, a bath party loyalist, uh, uh, local, local uh, um, militias. You know, these were like the really horrible people, you know, like like most of them chopped other people's heads off. Like, and I touched them I I touched their genitals. I touched their anuses. Like I did everything and 7,000 of them in a, in a short amount of time, less than 90 days. Right. And I told her that, and she never knew that she never knew that about me. And, you know, that's one of my biggest issues. Um, And that's why I'm always looking at people's hands and, uh, but having her on the podcast kind of set the tone a little bit, you know, Um, she's not a veteran, Mm -hmm. She's not. but I think in the, in the realm of being a mom, she is, she's a veteran, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And uh, it was, uh, I mean, that's one of the coolest things in the world. You know, how can you, how can you honor someone that gave you life better than to interview them and to share thoughts and feelings and uh, just have a real candid time? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I I love it. I love that she's on there. Um, And I was going to interview her more, but then, you know, she, she, she moved away. She does, she got a different job and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the story of mom, I guess, you know. That's awesome. That's cool, actually. And I actually really I'm so glad and what an honor for her to be number one, being that she's your mom. And and I love the candid piece of you connected with her on a whole nother level. So not only did she love you as her son, but now there's a level of at respect time. that's like at times she loves me. At times she loves me. Yeah. You know what? I feel the same way because my son's in boot camp right now and it's a love-hate relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the new way of, I think the new way of parents telling their kids that they love them is like, they call them, you're, you're an asshole. So I think that's a new way of saying I love yep. you. That's the 21st, 
that's the 21st way of saying, you know, hey, I love you. Instead of saying I love you, just be like, you're a, you're a fucking asshole. And you're like, all right, see you at dinner. That's it. That sounds like a me and Brandon conversation. Absolutely. I'm like, hey, asshole. And he's like, mom. I'm like, oh, you know, I love you. He's like, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I graduated when I graduated uh, infantry school and, you know, I, you know, man, I thought I was like the biggest dick motherfucker in the world. Just like, just laid on the table and my mom walked up to me in my and I was in my uh at the time this is when we were still wearing uh class A's uh the greens and I this was at the uh turning blue ceremony when you put your blue cord on and she she looks me dead in the eyes and she's just like Ryan you know I'm really happy for you uh I think she might have said the p word I think she said proud I'm pretty sure she said proud uh um which isn't a, a word that was commonly used in my household with my mom um, but then she looked at me and she's like, I'm going to put this on you and you earned it, but I want you to know I brought you into this world. I can always take you the fuck out. Wow. Like, All right. Her. Love you, mom. Let's go get lunch. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> I got this. I got this E2 pay. Let's, I get you, right. I'll get you some Applebee's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pick two menu. <laughs> Kid menu. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, get that, get that $15 steak, mom. You earned it. Oh my God. You're 15. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Off camera first. I get, I dropped it. Uh-oh. Nobody can see that. No. I dropped, I dropped, so I dropped my gum actually on purpose. Mm. <laughs> so um, back to the, you know, that common language or no common language actually. Um, I found it really yeah, did, I, did I avoid that question? I'm sorry. No, no I'm actually bringing okay. it back to, to myself, actually, because while you were talking about your mom not knowing, like there's, I mean, and I'm sure there's a litany of people in here that if they have not researched you, they didn't know your background until you get on here and you start rapping and talking about it, right? So I think the biggest obstacle in coming back is, or even in business, right? what what language do we speak how are we trying to communicate with people that that's like the hardest skill in the world is how do we talk to each other and get our point across <laughs> yeah i think i think it's a lot of it. i think you have to make up your own language a little bit sometimes honestly um because starting a business in, in general um i took that veteran entrepreneur course the innovator accelerator course through fox valley technical college yep. last year literally at the beginning of covid and then it was supposed to be in person and then it switched to virtual. Um, and I learned so much business plan, stuff like that. Like I'm learning, um, you know, all this different vernacular and, 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 and ideas and uh, think outside the box with business. And um, it was, it was really cool because like, if you think about it, uh, you know, when you, and this is what I, it, it's almost uh, my analogy uh, for transitioning kind of applies to everything is that if you think about when you enlisted in the military, right we were sponges. Like we wanted to fucking learn everything. Like, ah, I'm so excited. And you just kind of clear, you clear your mind, you go into the military, they teach you what they want you to know and you retain what you should retain. But then for some reason, when we get out of the military, we don't, we're not the same way. We're not a sponge to learn about transitioning. We retain what the military, when the the military mindset isn't necessarily uh, a successful idea to moving forward and transitioning. Same thing with business. If you clear your mind to learn about something, become a sponge, absorb everything you can, retain what you want, filter out the bullshit, and then move forward. That's what I kind of did. And I literally, I have no idea, 
like what I'm doing every day. I really don't like, mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of like putting a puzzle together, but I'm making my own pieces like literally every day. Awesome. Um, and uh, you can ask my girlfriend, my phone is going crazy. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's super awesome. But the language thing is, uh, I think for language, I, I refer to like education. I think it's more of like, I'm not afraid to ask questions, not even in the slightest. I, to, I think to learn the language, you have to understand how to ask the question. So mm -hmm. asking questions to learn something is, 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 is an okay thing. So the, the business partners that I have, uh, like over at Mortgage Nerds, man, I'm asking them questions every day. I annoy the fuck out of those guys every day. <laughs> I was just there. I tried to leave like 10 times uh, before this. Um, <laughs> And it, we're just, we're just, we're just wrapping back and forth, different ideas, left, right, center. Um, and then I was over at, you know, Ben shot more business, you know, conversations or whatever it is. And, um, you know, it, it's just, I think it's just developing kind of your own business dictionary and thesaurus and just coming up with stuff, mm -hmm. see what works. I think, I think business is kind of like another form of like science. You have like a hypothesis, you have a hypothesis of how it's, how you think it's going to go. And then you have a hypotenuse. Um, my science teacher will be proud of that. I remember all yeah. that. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's like you have like an idea of what, what you think is going to happen. And then there's, there's what actually happened. Right. Um, and that relates to the military. After action review. Hey, yep. what, what happened? What should have happened? What's three sustains? What's three improves? I mean, I, how many ARs did we all sit through that are just fucking a mm -hmm. dumpster fire? And yep. it was a giant circle jerk. Yep. But then I'm coming to think about it, I'd be like, man, those AARs sound a lot like running a business. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it's just learning language, learning learning your community too, learning the people, learning the who's around you. Um, and there's, you know, we take a little bit of a side tangent. There's a lot of bad people in business. Can we talk yes. about that? Yes. There's a lot of nasty. Yeah. There, there's a yeah. lot of nasty fucking people. We talk and about a lot that. of bullies. Yeah. And and I well, promise you, those were the same bullies in high school, in middle school. They're the same bullies, and now they're in the business world, mm -hmm. and they're still right. bullies. <sighs> yeah, I was I was bullied bad. So now that I'm in the position of like I don't like bullies, and you can try to flex all you want, I'm just gonna walk away from you, and you can't. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, and in the, in the world of social media too, especially business LinkedIn, I adamantly hate LinkedIn with a passion. Yeah. There's so many scams. There's so many fake people. There's so many experts. Right. <laughs> quotes, air quotes. <laughs> if you were, if you were, audience. If, if, if all these people on LinkedIn were such experts, why are they on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you on Shark Tank? If you're such an expert. Why are you on LinkedIn? Why are you even engaging people like me? You know, that doesn't make any sense. That would be like, that would be like, you know, uh, Mark Cuban messaging me every day. He doesn't do that. Right. He doesn't do that. These, these are scams. These people are annoying. And especially if you have a podcast, I get all these people trying to like, oh, hey, do you need help finding podcast guests? No. I haven't needed help in two years. Right. So go fuck yourself. Right. Seriously. And I, I don't, I, I'm, that might sound really crude, but. Uh, that's just, I have to protect myself and the people that I represent because I have five promises that I keep every day, every day. I have the same five promises every day. The first thing is that 
I have to provide for my daughter. I have to make be a good representation to my daughter. And, and if, it, if, it's, if that's not possible, I'm walking away from it. The other four promises are for the four friends that I lost in the military. If whatever I get involved in, whether that is a full-time job, volunteering, my business, podcast, if it doesn't represent the characteristics of my friends, who they were, their personalities, their traits, if it doesn't represent them and my daughter, want nothing to do with it. Every day, five promises I have to keep. So if it, if it, if it, if, you know, if it looks like shit, smells like shit, chances are it's It's fucking shit. shit. (laughs) And I avoid it. I avoid it. So another Ryan rant. No. That's good. I'm, I'm liking these Ryan. You might have to create another podcast called Ryan rants. (laughs) I would be canceled by the end of the first episode. <laughs> you could just I don't come think on. so. You could just come on ours. Have you seen some of these podcasters? <laughs> I think you're gonna be all right. Uh I, I I you know I still have a full-time job that I try to I have a full-time job that I keep um and I work my ass off with that job. And once it's quitting time there, you know, the lights go on and the part-time job. Yeah. Um and I have to balance everything. So um yeah, I mean, but yeah, Ryan Rance, that's that's a good podcast, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Talk about that a second. Let's stop for a second and and back up a moment about, you know, Fritz and I talk a lot about um, starting a business and you talked about language, right? We talked Mm -hmm. about language and figuring that piece out. Um, There's a lot of people out there that think that just starting a business is a pretty easy thing and we're just going to do it. And that's where you talked about a lot of shitty business owners. Um, Tell us, tell us how you have balanced for a really generic word, um, that work, passion, you know, dance that we play. Yeah. With like, what do I do with full time? Is that yep. what you're saying? Yep. And your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Very diligently. Um, it's, uh, obviously Monday through Friday, you know, eight to four thirty, eight to five. It's, uh, it's strictly, um, work or if I have PTO or something like that, it's different, but it's, uh, I really stay disciplined, uh, and focus on my full-time job. Um, and then weekends, obviously I'm working, uh, but I mean, obviously during lunch, I'm sending emails, you know, I take a little time to myself. Obviously I have to tend to my daughter's stuff too, with mm-hmm. daycare school. So, um, I think it's a very, you have to be disciplined. You know what I mean? You have to be disciplined. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that I have a left and right limit. I've created for myself. Um, and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just blessed with the opportunities that I have with a full-time job currently right now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, a lot of people are hurting. They're still hurting. Um, we're we're one year into this two week bend the curve nonsense. (laughs) Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, uh, I really do. I try to do a really good job of keeping uh, my full-time job and everything else I do separate because I think that's just the best professional path I can take. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> do I don't have, know if that was the best answer, but that's a great answer. Um, do you have a question? Mm-hmm. No. Do you mm-hmm. find yourself being the same person when you're at work, when you're home with your family or when you're being a podcaster, do you find yourself being the same person or do you have to be somebody else when you're in your job. That makes sense. I, I think there's moments, I think there's moments when I'm the same person. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to, I provide a service in my job in the sense of 
you know, helping people create resumes and look for jobs. And, you know, um, I mean, I shared my opinion uh, just the other day about, uh, you know, about LinkedIn uh, with a client. He's, he's all worried about LinkedIn. And I was like, don't worry about it. Right. Someone told him that he has to have his LinkedIn on his resume and the number of people that he has contacted on his LinkedIn. That's and I'm like, no, burn it with fire. No. And there probably are some businesses out there that really rely heavy upon LinkedIn. And, and I know that, but it is, in the same token, you're right. There is a lot of crap. LinkedIn was going down the right direction. And then a lot of bad apples got on there and are trying to use it for what it's not for. So I so think bad. that I think the influencers that have the marketing power that do the right things will get, you know, we'll, we'll get that separated out eventually and LinkedIn yeah. will be what it's supposed to be. But sure. no, I think there's a transition period it's going through right now because every time algorithms change, not to get yep. technical, and every time algorithms change, then people are hopping from one social media platform and like, okay, I'm going to try this one. I mean, when TikTok started, look at that. I mean, it was nothing but all these little kids. And now you got grown adults acting really stupid and doing some crazy dumb stuff. And the whole platform, and I haven't, you know, I'm on it, but just to observe it, to see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to participate in it, but it's crazy. Some of the stuff that goes on, even on that. And it's like, yeah. but, but see, that's the communication thing. That's that whole language piece. There is such a disconnect in this world with language because we have too many people that are something behind the camera and behind a keyboard mm -hmm. than what they are in person and in reality. It's almost like people have a VR, their virtual reality, and then their reality. And, yeah. there, and there's right. that disconnect. And because we have so much information out there, I truly sure. believe that even the ability of critical thinking is out the fucking door. Yeah, no. And uh, you're to your point about social media and um, my, but one of my buddies has 400,000 followers on LinkedIn um, and he's just, he's just crushing it. Sorry, my laptop's sliding on me here and I don't want the rear view mirror in, in the, in the, in the picture here. Um, but, um, oh no. Um, but LinkedIn needs to fix something. They need to, I don't know what they need to do, but they need to figure it out. Um, in the sense that, um, I'm not there to usually buy anything. I'm just there to like, Hey, like, how do I, how do I get these veterans some jobs? You know, like, right. what are you looking for? You know, like we talk about the language or the communication or whatever like that. Like there's that book for couples, the five languages of love. Why isn't there a language for business? The five languages for business. Hmm. You know what I mean? You would uh, ask that. There actually is. There is. <laughs> is there? Is there really? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, it's a technology company actually that we added to our platform as an affiliate to own your life. And so we have added something called the giant. Um, and we talk about the five voices and the five voices is basically a platform for learning communication and higher levels of leadership. And so it's a, it's an introspective, you know, know yourself to lead yourself kind of program. 
and um, I have been implementing it recently with the National Guard. Okay. Um, because of being on active duty COVID orders, um, I am out, unfortunately, without my partner. However, I have trained up <laughs> an amazing uh, gentleman that I'm working with right now. Um, he's actually our chaplain for for one of the areas of Wisconsin that I'm working out of. And, you know, he was a huge skeptic in the beginning. Um, it was it was very gently um, introduced to him about a year ago. And he was like, oh, great, another, another thing that the military wants us to do. And it really, this is not a thing that the military came up with. This has nothing to do with the military. It's about learning your communication style and how the world hears you not necessarily like how you need to be speaking or, right. you know, it's not telling you what your personality is. It's, it's telling you how, how you sound to other people. And so, well, I'm, I'm sure I sound like an asshole to everybody. So no. It doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> no, you actually don't. You sound like an incredibly passionate, loving, um, charismatic person who wants the best for who he's sitting in front of. And Only when I get my way. Oh, whatever, Ryan, <laughs> whatever. As you long know. as, as long as people listen to me and do as I say, my communication skills are just fine. <laughs> that is classic right there. I think we're going to like soundbite that piece and just keep it. And we're just going to keep playing it. Yep. That's pretty much how I live my life. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> No, this, I, this, I, actually, this five I, voices in the communication is so, it's so powerful because I've been studying personal development since I was in my early 20s. So I've done the discs, I've done the Myers-Briggs, I've done the, I've done all of those personality things. And, you know, this one, it was like, I wish I had this 20 years ago because mm. it would have changed my entire life. I wish I would have had this to implement to all the teams that I worked for, all the companies that I worked for, because that would have changed the dynamics in every single one of those companies. And I wouldn't be walking around with the chip on my shoulder that I have now because I was treated so unfairly. And I watched so many of my team members be treated unfairly, but it was simply because they weren't being able to be heard because of the way that they speak and their voice and nobody understood it on the other side. They were just like, oh, you're just a pompous ass or that can't work or you're too much of a future thinker or all of these things. But everybody has these pieces and these five voices mm -hmm. and combination that make them their own genius. Mm -hmm. It's not that you aren't good. It's just you, you're your own genius. And if people understood each other at that level, this is one of those things that literally can impact so many people. So that's why I brought up the language and the communication earlier, because it, there is not a common language out there anymore. And I think social media is continuing to make that worse and worse and worse. And it takes people like ourselves who are getting on platforms, creating platforms, taking advantage of platforms, being the leader to try and get heard. It's up to us to be bold, to be 100, to talk the right language and, and influence that group or those people and have them come along so that we can teach them how to be bold, 
draw the line in the sand and say, no, fuck you. This is the way it needs to be. I know this because I know how I am and I'm not off my kilter. So stop trying to make me something I'm not. Just understand me for who I am because I understand you for who you are. Now let's yeah. work together to solve yeah. some of these world problems. And that's where it yeah, needs 100%. to go. Yeah. The, the military does a horrible job at that. And so mm-hmm. does a lot of companies. They don't really understand who they have around them. And, um, you know, that's why the military has a selection process. Um, and, you know, if you can't, if you can't hack it, if you can't communicate and use the proper language or meet the standard, you're fucking gone, yeah. you know? And I think I honestly, you know, this is probably why I'm glad my company isn't, you know, even bigger or whatever like that. Cause I put, I'd put people through like a fucking selection. Like I'd make them carry a log with sandbags or some shit like that. And I, I take away their name. Like they, like the military took away my name. You know, I was called fucking garbage and diaper for six months. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would spray them with hoses if they're taking naps. Like I would, I'd make them sign an NDA, you know what I mean? And just be like, have a selection process. Be like, all right, cool. If you can handle this, then you can, you can work here. But I think companies need to, um, maybe re, uh, revisit, um, you know, who they have working for them and take, like, have like that, that, you know, a whole open doors policy thing. It's such a lie. It's such a lie. Go ahead. Yeah, we have, yeah, it's an open door policy, but what they don't tell you is that it's actually a proverbial screen because Mm -hmm. once you use it, everybody knows that you fucking use it. And then, then they find a way to get rid of you. Um, and it's a trap. It is the biggest trap. Um, all I see is that scene from star Wars. It's a trap. Um, (laughs) and they don't really know who they hire, um, in retrospect. Um, and they, uh, they totally, uh, in most situations, like a lot of people are really devalued as individuals when they work at, you know, at companies. And, um, I, I, man, I tell you what, um, with the three, the three jobs that I've had, like the current job I have now and the two previous ones I've had, man, I, I, I think the lucky stars that it, you know, no offense to people out there, but it's, I don't work in a cubicle and I'm not hating life and anything like that. And it's like, that's why I tell people like, you know, I, I, um, I overheard it and I share it is that if you look forward to just Fridays every day, you're, you're, you're in the wrong fucking, you gotta, you gotta reshoot that azimuth, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, if you dread Mondays and look forward to Friday, man, you got to find something else. Like, you know, yeah, that's 30 years of your life, a third of your life going to something that you hate. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. You know, but there's so, so many people there. So many people live that life. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe how they were treated growing up or how they were raised, you know, if they were devalued as individuals and they feel that, you know, this is the only path for me. Yeah. Then, how do you how do you re rewire you know years decades of thinking right mm-hmm. um and then the same thing with the military mm-hmm. you know i look at i look at military resumes every day you know um and a lot of these you know a lot of these men and women they don't really know how to talk about themselves and they right. they think that because they were whatever in the military that this is what they need to do the rest of their life and they can't even talk about themselves Right. You know what I mean? Like, how sad is that? that how sad? sad is that? Yeah. You can't talk. You yeah. can't. You can't talk about yourself. Yeah. Like, who? Who are you? Well, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know why? You gotta. I mean, the military tells us. The military tells us that it's it's. <clears throat> you're no longer allowed to be selfish. So we're raised as children, right? To, 
um, share our toys and, you know, the first five, five or six years of our lives were just big, gigantic sponges, right? We just kind of take it all in and, and we're told to share and to dream and, you know, everything is, is unicorns and rainbows. And then we get older and it becomes mind your own business, sit still, look straight ahead, shut up, you know, get an education. Let me, let me just fill you full of bullshit rules about what you need, what society thinks you need to go do. Uh, it's and a then pipe dream. And then those of us you that can't do that. Right. So, you know, Fritz being semi-pro <clears throat> football, like he went a different direction than I did. I went into the military looking for family. And so what the military did for me was it, I'm same. I'm sure it's the same for you, Ryan. I'm sure it's the same for a lot of the people that you interview or that you and I have collectively talked to is that they go in looking for something, something to make them feel a part of something. And so the military is really good at bringing you in and like completely erasing anything selfish and they make you a selfless person. They bring you in and it's about everybody around you. It's not about you anymore. And so they're breaking a lot of bad habits, which is good. The other part is that you are exactly right when you said it earlier is that they don't, they do not help reprogram or rewire us when we come out of the military to care about ourselves, to kind of take some introspection because we're so used to being told who we are, where we're going, what we're doing, how good we are, how bad we are, right? And we never take I, any inventory for ourselves when we come out. And so- Do you know who, do you know who does get um, uh, that rewiring? You know who does get case-managed rewiring and all that other stuff in, in, in society? Who? People that leave prison. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have probation officers. Yeah. So think about it. They have someone that, you know, granted- I dabbled with probation and parole for a little bit of my earlier life when I was in criminal justice. And these probation officers have caseloads of like a couple hundred in certain situations. But if you think about it, there is one person that calls them to double check, like, Hey, are you looking for a job? Are you employed? Or do you, are you homeless? Do you have food, et cetera. Right. So, and here's the deal. If there's a convict out there that's trying to get a job, I'm happy for them. I am yep. elated that they're trying to be part of the community. I'm not, this isn't a knock on convict. This is a, here's, let's look at the two, here we have, okay, if we're going to help these individuals out that were in prison and in, 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 in a roundabout way, re-enter society, yep. where, where's, why is it, why is the gap empty over here for the military and veterans, you know, like, exactly. we, I mean, we, I mean, we put ankle bracelets on sex offenders to track where they're at, yep. but yet we have soldiers that can't communicate their feelings to their leadership and then they go kill themselves yep yep so where is the disconnect here and that's and that's my frustration is that we i'm not saying that a veteran is more important than a convict i'm not saying that what i'm trying to say is that there is case management there's people following up with these individuals but when someone leaves the mill you know you're kind of you're off to you're kind of on your own you're a free bird in, in a sense and Everybody goes through a transition. Convicts go through a transition. Veterans go through a transition. Professional athletes, holy fuck, <laughs> they go through they go through a transition. Yeah. Like I had I had Chelsea Memo on my podcast, who was a silver medalist uh, gymnast from the Olympics. I went to middle school with her, and we talked about it. And it's like think about imagine reaching the toppest form of athleticism and human fucking performance, mm -hmm. and you win at the like. I mean, I think the Olympics are fucking that's, that's top shit right that's there, epic, right? Right. Right. You get there. Now what? 
Right. Exactly. Now what? What, you win a Super Bowl? Like, like I, I don't know if people actually, like, pay attention to a lot of these professional athletes, but a lot of them are super depressed. Yeah. yeah, I have a friend who played in the NHL in three different teams, four different teams, and it he's a huge advocate for it. Fear nothing out of Canada. And, you okay. know, and that's, that's, he was posted in psychology today talking about everything. And he, he was, I mean, granted he was a brawler and he was, he was a brute, but you know, that was his, when it was done, when it was all done and, and it's, and it's, it's with all professional players when it's done, it's, there's no difference in my opinion between the military and professional athletes when it's over yeah there's none yeah there's there's, there's no difference and it's, yeah. there's no it's difference. sad except the money we put, we except put, the money. right yeah right. <laughs> right yeah we didn't get any of that yeah <laughs> well even so many of those professional athletes are they come out of their broke yeah and no I mean, training yeah. yeah yeah there's yeah there's nothing and but i mean that's i mean the same thing can be said and what i tell like i go to I go to my alma mater, Whitewater, every now and then, and I and I speak to uh, some classes there. And what I tell them to, to make it a little bit more simpler on their level is like imagine going to a four-year Ivy League college and you get this amazing education um, and you meet all these people from all the world and et cetera, et cetera. You graduate with all these experiences and knowledge and you come home to your hometown and then you have to over-explain yourself to people because they didn't, they didn't go that route. It's the same thing about being in the military, being a professional athlete. You have to kind of like, hit the brakes a little bit because people don't have that same experience. Um, you know, uh, and I, I go back to my hometown of Waterford sometimes and I see people there and I love my hometown. I think it's great. All the, a lot of people there were, were great for me. The other half were complete assholes to me. Um, but most of those assholes are, have always been stuck in the hometown. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I guess I don't really, I guess I don't really care. Um, call me an asshole, but I'm sorry. I have, I have bigger goals to do, to accomplish and worry about you and, um, but uh, that's what I tell people is, you know, the transition, everybody goes through, but it doesn't discriminate on race, religion, sex, rank in the military, branch of service, where you're fucking from. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through a transition. It doesn't discriminate. And the only way that you're going to get through it is if you have a support system and you ask for help. And that might be, that might sound simple to us, but it is a foreign concept to the masses. That's right. Yeah. Um, so with Own Your Life, we've been taking, like I was mentioning before, we've been taking these the, the five voices, these practices of communication to the National Guard, mainly for the reason that you're talking about is that for me, I didn't get a transition when I got out. I didn't know how to fill out a resume and, and not to, okay, let me, I knew how to fill out a resume. I just didn't know my value. I had no idea how valuable I was or what I, what I was capable of doing or how I could translate my mission accomplishment and natural leadership skills into like something that a civilian would understand in a regular job interview. I had no idea how to do that. And so, you know, Ryan, you know, my story, you know, ending up homeless and totally lost. The only way I could turn in was inward and try to figure out like, what the fuck happened? Like I had all the tools. I was at the highest I'd ever been. And now I'm lost. You know, Fritz is has got an incredible story himself. And that's why we sit here and we're so passionate about communication, how we come to the table and nobody's immune to this. It's not 
one set of people over the other. It's not military over athletics. It's, it's, it has, it has no bearing. It's simply talking to another human being and how can we be humanity positive? And for us, the rewiring of the brain and getting people to understand that you absolutely have a choice and we're here to guide and to coach you through that so that you know how you're heard in the world because everybody deserves to have a seat at the table. Yep. Yeah. It, I, uh, I had a, I had a client like last year or, uh, yeah, last year around this time, they are like a chemical radiological, you know, CBRN or whatever it is. Uh, you know, one of those people that deal with like chemical weapons and stuff. And, yeah. uh, he was telling me he was, he gets nervous going into job interviews and I was like, hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you guys go into the VX poison ga- like chamber uh-huh. uh, like in your, in your mop suits? And he's like, yeah, we go into a chamber filled with VX gas, which is the most deadliest nerve agent on the planet, right? And I'm like, so you're telling me that you can go into that chamber, uh, no, no problems, but the moment you walk into a job interview, you, 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 you tense up. And he's just like, oh, I never thought of that. I was like, so... You, so you can go, you can go into a room that's literally going to kill you mm-hmm. and be fine. But you go into a room with people that want to ask you questions and potentially hire you and you can't do that. So you got to kind of, Hey man, you, you do it already. Yeah. You enter that threshold all the time. You, 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 you do the damn thing, but you just go into a job and you think of the same thing. What is the task? You know, what is the situation? What is the task? What is the action? What is the, you know, right. what is the, uh, uh, the result? That's the star method of interviewing, you know, and that's what I kind of break it down. I mean, uh, you know, I'm working with some retirees and, you know, they have, some of them have lofty goals. Some of them have pretty realistic goals, you know, just because you led people doesn't mean that you're worth $85,000 plus a year, you know, just because you led, just because, you know, man, I, I, I always, it frustrates me because everybody, you know, it, it, you know, you get, you get told, you know, thank you for your service, which is awesome. Like, I think that's more than enough, right? I, I, it's, it's, it's awesome. But the thing is that uh, people they hear that you're in the military, they must think that you're a great person. There's a lot of horrible people in the military. Yeah. There's a lot of horrible, nasty people. And then they come out and they're still nasty. Mm-hmm. And then it reflects poorly on the people that are genuinely good human beings. So when people be like, oh, everyone in the military is awesome. No, they're not. They're not. Like if you get people in a job interview um, that, you know, like one of them was in the military, they go, it must've been a great person. You talk to some people that they serve with, there's a good chance. Probably most of them didn't like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to kind of like, uh, (laughs) if you could only see his gestures, (laughs) you're like, man, one side or the other. (laughs) and I tell people that I mean, I'm not afraid to mention it. I, I really not, you know, I'm sure there's people that I serve with that hated my guts. That's fine. That is completely okay. And I know that there's people that love me to death. Yeah. I know there is, you know what I mean? Um, but um, the transitioning piece um, and I think being transparent with everything, um, but a lot of it also relies on the military uh, disseminating the proper information that will benefit the masses. And, the military does a horrible fucking job of sharing information. They are the worst people to share information with you. They don't know what the hell they're doing with a mo- with most things, employment, suicide prevention, intervention, or sexual assault. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. They won't admit it. Um, and once, and they won't admit it because 
that means that they can't they can't control something that's in their environment. Right. Um, and what what company, what organization, what industry wants to admit that they can't handle something internally? Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody. Nobody wants to admit it. Nope. I mean, look at en- look at Enron. Enron was <laughs> falling apart from the inside, uh-huh. and nobody knew it until they locked the doors. Yeah. The day that they that the people were showing up. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's it's a it's a it's a cesspool. Don't get me wrong. I love my service. I love everything. I love everything about military service. I I highly encourage it. But the military really needs to do a better job on so many different levels. Um, invite outside re- professionals resources more often be 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 productive not reactive to certain yep. things yep. especially you know right now we have you know up here in the fox valley we had four soldiers that killed themselves in the same unit within 19 months or less than a year of being home yep. you know what i mean it's just like if we're going to hold people accountable for sexual assault sexual harassment then we need to hold people accountable for suicides also if you're a leader and you're, you're failing at your job, then you need to be replaced. Yeah. Pure clut and jive. hundred percent. And it was actually, um, what was it? Four months. I believe that those suicides happened within four months of each other. It was the two to the one, two, seven. Um, and I know that in particularly because we just did an event with them up in green Bay for a postvention um, suicide and yellow ribbon event, um, that I was personally a part of and went through these groups with these men and women. And, you know, some were new to the unit. They didn't know the soldiers who had taken their own lives. Um, And some were embedded with them overseas and were really struggling to understand and to articulate to each other that the the pain that they were in, because you can't Mm -hmm. wrap your head around something like that. You just, you cannot, because you're so close to them and you think that there's going to be a sign. You think that you have the tools to, to help them. And what it was, was, you know, really hindsight. Of course, we don't, we don't know. We're not in the person's head that's, that's in that space. But I, I do know that the rage that came out of that was it's a little too late to give a shit. And so, you know, their commands they're all guilty all the way across the board, National Guard, Army, Marines, Navy. It doesn't matter that senior leadership is so disconnected from communicating, having the conversations with each other that it gets lost in translation, this we care. And by the time right. it gets down to the junior soldier, they're like, no, you fucking don't because you never take the time to chat with us. You never take the time to figure out what's actually going on or how we feel. And you know, sometimes it's, we start talking about the word feeling in the military and everybody pulls back. Like we're going to put our arms around each other and sing Kumbaya. And that's not it at all. It's just these frustrations and these heavy, heavy things that we have to deal with. Nobody's teaching us how to get that out and be okay with it and come to the table with challenging conversation. And it's okay to do that. If we could just understand each other's voices and how we're heard, all of that would stop. I really truly yeah. believe that that would yeah. stop. I think back of like, uh, there was a period of time where I couldn't pass my PT test and I'm very open about it. I'm not, I wasn't a PT stud by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. you know, like I said, I, I showed up and I, I, I worked very hard on passing it. But I think back to the, the leaders that I had that treated me like an absolute piece of shit. Oh, and yeah. they, they name called me and they wouldn't talk to me. Like I was degraded as a human being. 
that's where it starts. That's where it starts. 100%. And granted, granted, the military, like especially the infantry, by all stretch oh. of the imagination, is is a place where if you don't have thick skin, you're not going to last very long. Right. And um, I'm not saying that that's an excuse to treat people like garbage, but at the same time, it's like, you know, passing your PT test is part of your job, mm-hmm. but being an asshole and being dismissive and belittling people and not being there to communicate is not, it is not, it is not part of your job. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, right. it's the exact opposite. So yeah. I think back to that and I'm just like, man, like, you know, it, you know, if you keep on pressing that, those buttons, you know, I'm going to start thinking that I'm a horrible person. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's their idea uh, so, of motivation and it's, it's so, it's so fucked because that's not motivate. Number one, you can't motivate people. People can only motivate themselves. Yeah. So the only yep. thing you can do is lead inspiration. And right. The only way to lead yeah. inspiration is to lift people up. So it, it's just, and then, but then all, you know, I've, I've dealt with so many leaders and so many bosses in my own careers that did the same thing, you know, yeah. call yeah. you out, not call you up. And right. yeah, I mean, there, there's many times I sat in my office or I sat in my car before work and thought, God, am I even really worthy? I mean, I really, do I really suck this bad for right. what? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a uh, people. It's all about how you, how you talk to people. I mean, I can, I'll tell people that they're, they're an asshole with a smile on my face and I'll be like, Hey, I love you, but you're, you're a fucking asshole. You know, like, <laughs> and it's like, I'm not saying that because I want them to hurt themselves or anything like that. It's just like, you know, you have to, you have to get your point across without making them be devalued as a human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, Hey, I value as a human being. I don't want you to hurt yourself. I don't want you to think that you're less than anything, but mm-hmm. a human you're not, I'm not above you. You're not below me. We're next to each other in this, in this, in this, uh, this, this race of life, but Hey, you, you fucked up and let's yeah. work on it together. Right. Like to the point, you know what I mean? Like I'm here to help you, but you have to develop those skills too on your own. But I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to bully anybody because I was bullied, but um, I'll give you, I got a couple more minutes and then I have to, I was just going to wrap it up. I was going to say that, you know, you are an absolute gift to just humans in general, Ryan. I I appreciate you so much. Stop shaking your head at me. Stop it. Stop Uh, right now. uh, I hate compliments. Well, take it anyway. (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) Okay. That's that's how you get them to take a compliment. Okay, let's leave on one last thing. What can we do for you, Ryan? What can we do for you as, as a company? What can we what can we help you with or do for you? Uh I you know, um I I it's hard to, to say. I mean if there's you know, if there's companies out there that want to learn about the veteran community and maybe how to reinforce their company uh and how to involve their employees and their veteran employees and uh you know they want that you know they can reach out to me too um if they want uh or or, you know they want to share a podcast sharing a podcast which is totally okay in my book uh, because i don't really believe in this competition nonsense unless they suck 
unless another company sucks, I don't want anything to do with them. Um, because <laughs> okay. there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, organizations in the state of Wisconsin and companies that I just do not support by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, uh, I've I've had better conversations with former members of the Taliban. Yeah. So um, <laughs> these are just facts. Right. Um, but uh, you know, podcast, frag out podcast, Wisconsin Veteran LLC. Um, you know, um, 35 plus countries every month, all 50 states, uh, thousands of downloads every month. Um, and all my guests vary. It, it could be veterans. It could be a politician. It could be my fucking mailman. I don't know. I just want to talk to people. Um, and, uh, you know, this isn't, uh, what I do is I don't really do it for the money because anybody can make money. Uh, but not everyone can make history. So if we all get together and, you know, and put some differences aside and have the, have the right language, have the best communication, we have two ears and one mouth. So that means we need to listen twice as much as we talk. Right. Uh, and then we can, we can make, we can make, uh, we can make some history together. That's so right. that's my elevator pitch, uh, trademarked Ron Lonergan Incorporated. <laughs> all right, you guys, uh, Ryan Lonergan, on as our guest, Frag Out Podcast. Check him out. We will post a link, I am sure. Our VP will be on that. We appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you so much. Yeah, Have an awesome you. day. Hey. Thanks, right. guys. You have a good night. Right. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Own Your Life Tribe, thank you for tuning in this week for another episode of the Real and Unscripted Podcast, brought to you by Own Your Life, LLC. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please make sure to visit our website, ownyourlifellc.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and never miss an episode.